Testing, testing. They said we couldn't be great. They said you could never get sober. We was doubted. We doubted ourselves. We gave up. But at some point we had to forgive ourselves and dig deep. And from that forgiveness came greatness. Here's the reckoning. The reckoning of fear. And the transcendence of love. The year of elevation. No more fear. No more sadness. No more giving up on ourselves. Friends and family, welcome to Sofa is Dope. Let's get it. No fear, just love. Let's get it. No fear, just love. Let's get it. I promise. Hey, yo, check it out. This is the Wild Cowboy with a lot of style, boy. The great Sadat X, one of one, brand new, being punctured up, up to get beat down. Slow down. You know what I'm saying? Come on, mother eppers and everything like that. The brand new being brother. And I'm giving a shout out to Sober is Dope podcast community for fighting addiction and mental illness. You understand? Addiction and mental illness. Anybody can have it, man. And it's not, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of, man. All we can do is help and uplift. Anybody struggling with it, man, you know it's love, man. Definitely coming from the Sober is Dope podcast community. So if you're feeling the type of way, reach out to them people, man, and they'll help you. Word up. Check it out. The Wild Cowboy with a lot of style boy, the great Sadat X. And once again, shout out to the Sober is Dope podcast community for fighting addiction and mental illness. Let's band together, y'all. Each one teach one. Love is love. Hello friends and family, welcome back to the Sober's Dope Podcast, I'm your host Pop Buchanan and the weekend is here and I just wanted to wind down the week and go over some mental health tips and just do some upkeep with the community and just give you guys a shout. Um, first and foremost, if you're new to Sober is Dope, my name is Pop Buchanan. All right, I am 10 years sober. I'm a kid f- from Brooklyn, New York, hailing from New York City. Um, I was born in Staten Island. Shout out to Wu Tang. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty good guy. You know, I had my dark moments in my 20s, and, um, and that just literally led to a really debilitating addiction. I almost lost my life. I almost lost my way. But by the grace of God, um, I surrendered absolutely in the fullest way on my knees in the middle of the street, dramatic, praying, asking God for the ultimate sobriety, spiritual hell, Mary, and I received it. 
Um, and from that blessing and from that voice that I heard from God, it allowed me to get up, follow that voice and commit the rest of my life to keeping myself straight, clean, sober and activated with purpose, passion, and and following the process and trusting the process. So if you're new, I started the podcast about five years ago because I wanted to no longer recover anonymously. I decided to recover out loud, and I wanted to share my story. So thank you for being here. You may be coming from Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. You may be someone who just found me through the podcast or through Google and I appreciate you wherever you're hailing from. I love you. You're one with the community. Um, Sober is Dope is a one-man team. It may not look like it online, but it's just really me and the love and support of the community. So you guys are Sober is Dope. When you listen to the podcast, you participate. When you're on Instagram and you out there being vulnerable with me and you're rocking with me with the podcast and listening, you are Sober is Dope. You could go out there and say, I'm part of a team in a community called sober is dope um i know pop you can and i can hit him up on instagram he'll hit me back if you're out there and you need to talk or you have a problem that you're trying to work through with addiction or recovery i'm here to talk what is sober is dope and what is sober is dope not sober is dope is not a treatment facility sober is dope is not a rehab facility we're not a detox facility we're not a medical facility we're not doctors we're not counselors we're not therapists what sober is dope is is a micro expert of a person that's been 10 years sober on the ground went through the whole recovery process from detox to therapy to rehab to alcoholic anonymous through the streets and back and I'm here to show you the way by sharing my story and my process the real experts in the recovery community are fellow people who was suffering from addiction and made it through the other side so it's myself and you guys all right um we actually went through the fire so i can relate to you my job is to relate to you in early recovery and in advanced recovery in a way where um there's no judgment and we kind of get it and the reason why i come on the podcast every once in a while because i'm never i don't stick to like a a traditional schedule but the reason why i do the podcast is for that reason i want to i wanted you to have a resource that was honest and genuine and down to earth there were no bells and whistles no script you know i'm not going to be reading from stuff all day i'm not going to be trying the thing is it's about me just coming on and connecting with you and you're a person you're not really i don't look at it like you're addicts and you need to hear this or me i'm on this high and mighty throne no i'm just like you every day i get up and i have to make a decision on what i'm going to do today you know, am I, am I going to stay sober today? I'm going to throw it all away. Ten years in the in the bank. Am I going to throw it away today? I'm going to stay sober. And I always choose recovery. Why? Because I remember the darkness. I remember getting on my knees and crying and praying to God at rock bottom. Having the shakes. Not being able to keep anything down. Being emaciated and broken and being heartbroken. Just wanting a hug. Just missing my girl. Just missing my people. Just missing my place. I, I lost my house. I had a beautiful brownstone in Brooklyn, New York and Fort Greene. I lost my brownstone. I lost my girl. Um, you know, I, I fell out of touch with my family. I lost my career. I lost my weight. 
but most importantly i lost my connection with my mom and i was losing my connection with god and i just was like yo i'm turning into a ghost man it was like i was already dead but just didn't fully die yet if that makes any sense and that's what addiction does man so i, I want to do a podcast and i want to talk about this every every time i get a chance for the rest of my life because i was dead but and I haven't died yet. Think about that. Say that addiction will create an environment where you're dead, but you just didn't take your last breath yet. But where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a God, there's redemption. And where there's hope, there's always a, a second chance. And through that, I was able to go, okay, let me get on my knees and give it all back. If I lost my connection with God, this is the moment of truth. Get on my knees. God, I'm captured. The devil has captured me. I feel like the evil has me. I'm being dragged to hell. I'm dying. I don't want to die. God, I'm so sorry. I can't even do it. I'm about to come. I'm about to cry, man. I can't do it. I can't even reenact that shit. It takes me right back to that day. But I'm going to just say this. Whew. Damn, that was serious. I went right back there real quick. That's I didn't you know, the brain doesn't know the difference, so when you relive an experience the emotions start to get real, man. Um you know but I really got on my knees and just was like, Yo, I don't wanna die. Could you please help me, God? Like for real, man, like if you're there, just please just give me a sign. And I heard a voice. God was like, I'm here. I got the message loud and clear. Get up. Jump the turnstile. Go to the hospital. Wait. Don't leave the hospital no matter what. Go to detox. Don't ever drink again. And, you have, and, and you're, you'll be fine. And listen, this is like I came from I just like. It was like yesterday, I'm graduating from college at 23, I, I go to work at Geico Direct, I become a, an insurance underwriter, and, and I'm doing this customer service insurance thing at Geico, it's this beautiful job, from there, my brother asked me to take over one of the real estate companies in our family and I was just a natural with it he was going away I took it I filled his shoes I excelled made a bunch of money I had got this beautiful brownstone and I think the brownstone was had a lot to do with it you know it was just a lot to do it was just I had so much at a young age I had this big duplex apartment I ran this whole building in downtown Fort Greene booming area in Brooklyn, you know, it just totally was the hot spot. I was the hot spot. Pop had this house. It was everybody's center of attraction. Everyone came by. It was party, party, party. And I just, I just, at some point, lost myself within the noise, the party, the people. And addiction just kept finding, kept grabbing me and keep, it just kept, it just had me, man. And then it became a point where the partying became toxic, but I couldn't get rid of the people and I couldn't find my way. And I just became, and it was just like, I felt like people were just coming and going and I was being used to a certain extent. And um, do I have regrets? Yes. But am I excited that some of those people I met are some of my best friends today? Uh, one of them being my girl who I love very much so you know God took me on this like I went on this wild detour in my life 
And out of it came my recovery sober is dope. Me being here with you guys, me having my girl, um, all my friends. It's like a breakfast club. It was like one of them is in John Hopkins studying with his PhD. The other one's a big um, a music marketing mogul. My girl, she runs a sports network. Um, I'm Mr. Sober is dope. Uh, who else? Um everyone is just went on to do their thing some people are executives so we had like this last project x style party vibe environment in brooklyn that was all surrounded by drinking everyone went their ways at the end me being head honcho and being kind of the leader of the pack i was left the most broken because i was the oldest and i held everything on my shoulders it was my place and when i lost it i lost everything and i just was just by myself and you know, I had to do the hard work. I had to figure it out. When I was given that second chance by God and I went to, you know, detox, I was very excited. I knew personally that if you have two roads in recovery. One, you're going to bullshit yourself in the whole universe and the environment that you create, playing like you want to get well, taking things for granted letting the fear of missing out blind you that demon blind you to make you think that you need alcohol and drugs to be relevant and you're going to play with that or you're going to do the right thing and keep it 100 with your recovery and stay sober and stay clean and keep your life on track this is the these are the breaks let me give you the breaks here Addiction is a liar. Drugs and alcohol lies. It's all it's all demonic evil stuff. It's chemical dependency. It's just a it's a dark business, right? It's all it's all terrible for you know. They say alcohol comes from the Greek word alcohol, which means spirit and all of this stuff, and it's just really dark. And it's just like I don't really like to go there, but I'm telling you. If you haven't been there, don't talk to me and tell me nothing. I don't want to hear it. Everybody want to pontificate. You can't pontificate on anything unless you lived it. I was in that darkness. There's nothing pretty and cute. It is a demon that's willing to swallow you whole at the end of that bottle and on them drugs. Don't play games. If you don't know how to connect socially in recovery, learn challenge yourself right start and start taking friends out start going out i'm going out with one person at a time I'm going out with two find accountability partners now they have sober clubs back look let's put it like this 10 years ago they had no sober clubs no sober bars no sober drinks the only drink they had was old duels and coffee and stuff like that and shout out to old dudes because you guys held it down for the whole universe in a non-alcoholic space shoot i mean it wasn't that many options so today there's less excuses than it was 10 years ago and it's not saying because i'm 10 years sober i'm better than you if you're day one i'm telling you you have more resources than i did so if your fear of missing out is about what the joneses is doing saturday night right what they're doing friday night look you could still have a, a nightlife just doesn't involve getting drunk and high right and and do you have to be some type of hermit in solitude and live this boring life? No. Hey, Pop, you wrote a book full of prayers and all this God stuff. Like the book comes across very straightforward. I never say in a book that you don't have to live. Live, man. I live. 
I'm an extreme nerd, so in my and, and like I'm like a weird type of nerd too. I'm not like a math nerd or none of that. I'm a creation, a creative nerd, meaning that my Friday night is like I want to build like 20 NFTs, work on a second book, work on a podcast, uh, watch some documentaries, cook some food, chill, you know, relax. Like I'm very like I'm chill. I part. I'm look. I'm the party king, man. I'm the highest ranking party dude in New York, man. I still hold every record nobody can out party pop you can and so i'm gonna tell you this much i'm all partied out so i don't really have the same desire as some people to feel like it but i lived in my 20s like i really maximized it from 20 i would say from 27 to 31 was when it got kind of crazy i would say really for me it was like 28 to 31 was where those was when it just went off the rails but i still was living my life but at the same time use the fact that you was once an addiction and you were struggling and you had all of these things i know it's not all bad when we was in our addiction but it's just like never all good either if that makes any sense it's like you get a little bit of happiness and it gets taken from you you wind up in a fight you wind up sick you wind up losing something you wind up bruised emotionally hurt being with someone you don't like so every point of entry when you're drinking and drugging starts off with hope oh i'm gonna have a good night i'm unwinding and it usually ends i would say a good 75 percent of the times really effed up and that's the devil all right and i'm not saying it from a whole biblical perspective i'm saying it from a real perspective whatever that is does not like hum- humans it's like whatever's in that source and in that stuff leads you into this darkness and despair if you ever i always tell people this is the best thing you could ever do go to a real nightclub and and right before they close and stand outside you will never, ever, ever experience how a group of people will look that have been drinking all night and totally wasted and doing drugs. How they look when they... <laughs> I, and listen, listen. I used to be one of them. So it's funny. I'm telling you, this was a real case study I did one time. All right. So for you, for you, for most of you guys who's new to Soap is Dope, I used to work with a big... um um uh what you call it advertising and marketing company where we did these like advertising trucks so one of my jobs were to take the trucks around to different clubs and we'll promote different artists and celebrities and stuff like that so you'll have the artists like um music videos or their commercial or corporate um sponsors on these trucks so i used to have to like get there before the club gets it and stay through the duration driving around the neighborhood advertising and then you wait for the people to come out at the end of the night and you got the truck there and you're getting paid advertising dollars for running the ad for whatever account we had so for me it was like an impromptu experiment like i was just like one day i was just like out there helping people so i'm gonna tell you the first encounter i had was i guess it was around two o'clock in the morning some girl comes out and she walks right up to me in my face like she knew me and she was like hey how you doing what's up what's up you got a cigarette i'm like no nah, i don't smoke i quit she goes to give me a hug i'm like oh my god this girl don't know me i'm like hey you all right you don't know me like you good you need help she was like no nah, i just need to sit down though but it was nowhere to sit and she was trying to sit down on the floor and i'm like nah you can't sit so now i'm trying to carry she was taller than me so i'm trying to hold this and I'm looking at her and I'm like, well, who you here with? And she was like, I don't know really though. 
And I'm like, so what did you come out here to do? She's like, I guess get a cigarette. But I'm like, do you have a purse? Who is your phone? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, so what you going to do now? I don't know. And I was like, do you know where you at? She was like, no, who are you? And I was like, oh, my God, this chick's in the middle of New York City. Don't even know who she is, where she's at, who she's talking to with no ID, no nothing. She left all of her stuff in the club. So now I'm have to like leave my post and go to the bouncer and the bouncer didn't care. So here's another thing. People don't really care when you drunk and high. So this is the dark side of when you fear and missing out in, in, in some place or some environment on a Friday or Saturday night. You're not missing out on nothing. Trust me. So I got to go to the bouncer now and I'm like, listen, um, this lady needs help. And I'm upset now because I'm like, yo, y'all got to do a better job. You can't have females out here not even knowing where they at. Meanwhile, she's still trying to sit down on the floor i'm holding her up with one hand trying to talk to this guy and then i somehow get a good samaritan to go in there and find her friends and i'm like yo if not i'm gonna have to put you in the cab but i don't know she didn't know where she was going or anything that's first person second two three more girls come out hey what's up what y'all doing it was mad crazy they was totally smacked i was like yo this is like the walking dead yo and then the whole club started fouling out and it just looked crazy it was a girl laying on the floor had to get her stomach pumped there was dudes just like yo what up fam trying to talk and everyone was dismal and messed up and dizzy and tired and and i'm dead sober and i'm looking at it and i'm like so i seen all of you people come in normal y'all all came in with the hopes of having a good time at the end of the night it was a total different energy and from the outside looking in it was spooky man it was like what type of fun is this you guys are all over the place it was people walking in different directions one guy didn't know where he was where he was located if he was like he didn't know anything i had to help i spent half the night working and helping people and the bouncers didn't care the bouncers in there like yo y'all gotta move off the block y'all gotta move off the block and I'm like, yo, bro, you got to be a little bit more compassionate because half of these people is so drunk. They don't even know where they're where they're at. And you guys serve the alcohol, but y'all don't care. He's like, yo, you need to mind your business or you got to move off the block. So I'm like, all right, what's the moral of the story here? Let's go back to the Friday night blues and the fear of missing out on the nightlife and all of that. That's what are you missing out on? That's an average night out when people go out to get drink, get drunk and get high. You're having a little bit of fun in that club, but by the end of the night, you're so smacked. You, that girl lost her wallet, her phone, all her stuff. She was so drunk, she probably didn't know how to get home and thought and help her. She she will wake up the next day and be feel extremely violated because I'm sure her night didn't end there. Anyone could have took advantage of her. Anyone could have took advantage of the guy who was lost and didn't know where he was at. But then she's going to wake up and say, okay, I went out to have a good time. Somebody's got my wallet. Someone has my purse. Someone has my phone. I have a hangover from hell and I don't know why. I don't know who brought me home and what happened to me. I don't know if I was raped, if I was molested. I don't know what happened. I was hugging people I didn't know. If it wasn't for a good Samaritan, that guy who had the truck that 
they ain't pop, maybe it could have been a bad night. So my thing is, this is Sober is Dope. You're listening to a podcast about recovery. These are the breaks, man. You're not missing out. So when it comes to the demon of the fear of missing out, you're not missing out on anything. You could still go out. I could have went to that same club and had the same more fun. Because obviously at some point in the night, these people lost total consciousness of where they were. I could have had the same amount of fun, dancing, chilling, helping people. Good. Wake up the next day. What do I have now? My Saturday, my Sunday. I could wake up the next day, go to the gym. Then I could go to brunch. And then after brunch, I could catch an early movie. And then after an early movie, I catch an early evening dinner. Then I could go back to the, another club if I want to. Why? Because I have a superpower called sobriety. And the idea of me needing drugs and alcohol to unwind and have fun is horrible. It's a travesty because that's what society programmed in us to think that it was some acceptable pastime to get smacked out of my mind and call it having fun. Not to mention the health ramifications that come from doing this shit. People is trigger warning. And I'm going to talk about some guy who told me I shouldn't say trigger warning today on my Instagram page. I'm like, who the hell are you telling me what to say on my Instagram page? And I could say whatever I want. And trigger warning is acceptable. But anyway, trigger warning, you know, you go out, you get drunk. It affects your whole, your every cell in your body, your brain health, your mental health, your inhibitions, your your um, your dopamine levels. It, it totally leans on your liver. It totally damages your pancreas. It sets you up for a whole night of disaster. You're already poisoning yourself. Then you follow that with a bump or two, some nasty-ass coke or whatever, trigger warning. Now you're destroying your whole nervous system, your breathing, your, all of that. That's all disrupted. Then on top of that, you compound it with more shit throughout the night. And this is what society has this program to think a good time is. It's asinine. We're programmed to think go out and poison yourself so you can have a shift in consciousness that's fleeting, meaning that the height of that 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 fun and that euphoria you're searching for, that window is so small for the rest of your night. You're going to be feeling like you're having fun, but you're really miserable. You're really tired, hungry, confused, dehydrated, jammed up. It's a joke. It was the biggest joke. It just lined some corporate assholes pockets. Because they have more marketing dollars to put these toxins in front of you and label it good time. And they put a little label, drink responsibly. But guess what? If you was born with the allergy of alcohol and you, if you was born allergic, if you was born with some form of ge- genetic predisposition, or if you have any type of pain at any point, that toxin could shift your whole mental health environment and create depression, sadness, and more addiction. They don't put that in the damn drink responsibly disclaimer. They don't tell you that it's the height and the cause of breast cancer. They don't tell you that it's the height and the cause of um, um, all of these type of cancers. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you it runs the risk of you losing your liver. It doesn't tell you that it, it, it's not healthy for the brain. They don't tell you all of this stuff. You don't get the memo. Okay? So there's a war on drugs. There's a war on alcohol. There's a war on addiction. Because they, now you got now you want you want to raise the stakes. Let's raise the stakes. They have fentanyl trank out now, so now they're cutting fentanyl within the cocaine trigger warning, within the uh, benzodiazepine trigger warning, within the methamphetamines trigger warning, within the weed, within the 
anything within the heroin, within the smack, all of it. They're, they're cutting fentanyl on everything. You only need a tiny amount of fentanyl to be fatal. I forgot the ex- exact gram, but it's like the size of a damn a pin, a, t- a, a tip of a pin. It's like such a tiny minuscule amount that will stop your heart man so now you don't have to deal with just the toxins from the alcohol the dangers from the drugs at any random moment these drugs could be spiked with fentanyl you could lose your life this is 2023 the way we're looking at addiction being programmed to think that we're having fun with some old pastime called taking you know taking a load off and having fun out so when you have fear of missing out on the weekend saturday sunday when you have fear of missing out on a friday night you're not missing anything and in fact you're preserving your life so if you're in recovery get over it in the nicest way possible because i could never preach to you guys and talk to you like that i'm not telling you to get over it from a place of cockiness i'm saying like this is one of the biggest holdups that we have like when you're on the fence about relapsing or you're having slippery thoughts and you're thinking that you're missing out or you could be in addiction and be like i can't get sober because i can't imagine how i'm gonna have fun but in reality we just explain how you never really have fun i'm gonna I'm be honest with you guys i was telling this to my girl today i was talking to her and i was like and then i was talking to my brother nudge on the phone and i was like you know what i never was happy when i was smoking weed when i was younger right i started smoking weed at 15 that was my thing and then after a while around 21 15 to 21 i was smoking and um i would drink and stuff but i would the main thing was smoking right but the, the, every time i did drink and get really drunk it was problematic so i should have known then that i had a problem with especially drinking because i never really had a pro- i never would have did anything crazy on marijuana but marijuana was a silent killer like it killed me silently like it really restricted how successful i was in school what i wanted to do it kept me in the state of fear i think i could have been way more free and dynamic as of a person and way more friendly and social if i wasn't smoking so much smoking did a lot of things to me that i regret and i'm really upset with but i have to live with and let it go because god it was part of my story and it's part of who i am now and i was just like i don't recommend smoking when you're young and in college like at least get through college and i, I don't know how to explain it i just think i don't i see young kids in high school smoking and it's like your weed really does a number on the brain it affects your estrogen and testosterone level so when you're in young and you're still going through puberty and this stuff smoking is the worst thing you can do then it creates a lot of self-doubt and paranoia i don't recommend it i really hated the fact that i got into that and it was extreme peer pressure from where i was from my friends was always smoking they was a little older and i love these guys they was young we didn't know no better they didn't know no better but certainly i remember that particular day where I was the clean-cut kid on the block, the the kid that went to karate, the kid that was just always the good kid. I wasn't running with the street crowd or nothing. I had my brothers. To hit. My brothers was tough. They were doing that. My other brother was a, a seminarian. He was training to be a Catholic priest at the time. My other brother, DB, was on the streets. Bernard was on the streets and stuff. He was more the tough guy, but he didn't smoke and stuff. So he didn't even get into all of that. 
But I was kind of like in that generation with the Wildcats. The younger guys was a little bit wilder, and I was younger than them. And it was like, I remember, man, everybody be smoking it. And I'm like, yo, why do y'all smoke that stuff, man? It looks like, and they was like, well, why don't you try? I'm like, nah, nah, I don't want to try. Nah, nah, I'm good. And they was like, try. And I remember one time trying, and I didn't know how to inhale. It was as if my body wouldn't let me inhale property, properly. And they was trying to be like, yo, yo, nah, nah, son, you got to keep trying. And I remember one day I inhaled and I and, it, and I inhaled it properly, and I'm telling you, time just stopped. My brain told it was like I broke my psych psychic spiritual virginity, man, and it was like the worst thing that could have ever happened to me because everything exploded in my mind. Like it was like something I can't explain happened. Time stopped. My building that I was standing in front of to turn into a painting. And then I saw a dragon fly through. And I was like, yo, this shit's crazy. And for the next 10 to 7, well, for the next 7 years, I literally chased that one day and it never came back but what happened was i got the paranoid i got darker i started doing stupid things to get money because i was young and obviously i couldn't afford a weed habit so me and my friends would do a bunch of dumb stuff mainly stand outside on our block all day in brooklyn and ask people that's coming home from work for money and i didn't realize that i was embarrassing my family because i couldn't go to my mom and say my mom and i come from a good family i could ask them for money but i can't ask them for 30 hours a day at 20 hours they're like the hell your little ass need that money for i can't say yo to go get some weed ma so we had to kind of like run up to people yo cop all quarter and we had this system and i remember now people be coming home from work saying oh my god popping them is outside they're gonna come up to us i know they was like i hope these kids don't ask us but we kept asking it was this weird phase we went through long story short alcohol was my achilles heel but weed was the entry gateway point and i just think it took so much away from me so i'm saying all of that for this if you're someone that's young out there and you're listening to sober is dope and your thing is weed and you're in high school and you're in college just get rid of the weed man just just study your books get your stuff together it's so much you lose when you're partying in college i know everyone thinks that's the wave but all of my friends we all party we everyone did i said that everyone in the world probably has that regret right we all did okay i graduated and stuff but it wasn't the same as like if i really just appreciated the people around me and i wasn't always stoned you know last story was i remember in high school i had this beautiful gym teacher she was so hot and i literally used to always have like to like try to like i was excited to come to her class because she was pretty and all of that beautiful woman and i remember one day she came to me and she was like hey mr buchanan i was like hey i'm thinking she into me she ain't into me i'm a young guy she she was like you got the most beautiful love eyes today and i was like oh snap it's on oh snap i got the love eyes it was bad funny and long story short, I go to my friends and them, and they like, and I was, and I was obviously high, and I'm in gym class. So I go to my friends and them, and I'm like, "Yo, I think the 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 our gym coach is feeling me, son." And they go, 
why and i'm like yo she said i got love eyes b and they was like you idiot she's saying you high she know you high when i tell you i was so embarrassed like i was so heartbroken man because i had so much respect for my teachers and i had so much respect for her and i didn't want her to know that i was smoking because it's gym class and they was very athletic it was a very, you know all my friends was on a basketball team they was athletes i felt like such a cornball that day man i I looked at her she looked at me i put my head down i had never never ever went back to school high like that but i used to smoke too much like after school that's all we did so the point of this is weed is a dead-end place alcohol is a dead-end place drugs is a literal dead-end place these days because of the fentanyl and shit so i want everyone that's listening to this to appreciate your recovery that's all i'm saying we have regrets from our past but how we fix those regrets is we change the narrative now so 20 years from now we're looking at 2023 we could say you know what i'm proud of myself man I went ahead, I sober, I changed my life, I rebuilt relationships with my family, I went ahead and built that business, I went ahead and followed my dreams, you know, maybe I wrote a book or started a podcast, I did some stuff in my life, I'm sober. This could be your story, friends and family, Sober is Dope Community, this is your story. This episode is all about the deep dive on how to deal with the fear of FOMO in recovery and how to not let that demonic idea and that ultimate slippery thought get to you and make you do something that you would regret. Our recovery is sacred. This is a sacred thing of ours, and I want you to embrace it, love it, and trust yourself, all right? You are listening to Sober is Dope. This is the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. The next segment is, now that we got the first part out, is I want to share 10 ways to improve mental health and addiction recovery for you, the Sober is Dope podcast community. So, if you're dealing with mental health issues in recovery or in addiction, meaning that you're depressed, you have anxiety, you have um, fear, you're bipolar, you have um, high-functioning depression, you're in addiction, that's a mental disorder, you have PTSD, it could be a, it could run the gamut. There's thousands of diagnoses that is, that's in the DSM-5, but that this is just a general mental health like so if you're dealing with sadness grief loss or anything like that these are some tips that may be able to help you right i wrote these and curated these 10 tips for you and they're very basic but this is again on sober is dope we like to go back to the fundamentals so here we are Here's 10 ways to improve mental health and addiction recovery. One, practice self-care. Make sure to prioritize self-care activities such as exercise, meditation, and getting enough sleep to help manage stress and anxiety. Now listen, that's the whole book right there. We could could do a whole book called self-care and recovery, right? Now listen to this. Self-care activities, exercise, meditation, and sleep. That's crazy. That's that's everything for me. I could drop the mic there. But think about what that says, my friends and family. Like, really, like, even for me, like, I live in New York. So, you know, on the East Coast, we have these, like, cold, long winters. So, it's hard to get outside. So, I'm way more active and fun and free and energized in the summertime versus the wintertime. Um, So, I said, next winter, I'm definitely going to get a gym membership because I'm very active in the summer. But I don't want to lose that enthusiasm. But exercise does a lot. 
lot. It changes your epigenetic expressions, um, which means that it changes your genes and the genes of your children and your offsprings and your overall genetic environment. That's what that means. Epigenetic means above your genes. So it, it helps affect your genetic expression. So exercise is extremely important. It helps with your brain health and everything and your mental health. Meditation. I can't say this enough, but what I'm going to do, this is the next phase of Sober's Dope. I'm thinking about starting a consultation where people could call and we could work one-to-one. Like uh, I wouldn't like to say coaching, but more like consultation. Everyone has specific issues, and maybe I could help you curate a plan that helps you. But I also want to teach meditation to people in recovery because I know how to meditate. So I want to start a meditation course where you spend like a week with me. And by the end of that week, you'll be a meditation pro. My brother's a meditation expert and I have been meditating for over 20 years before it was even trending. This was something that we did um, and I, I live by it. I think that meditation is key. Get enough sleep is one of the number one ways to lose your mind. If you're breaking day, you're not sleeping, you don't have consistent circadian rhythms. This could be a lot. So consistent consider that tip number two build a support network surround yourself with positive supportive people who can help you navigate the ups and downs of recovery you we know that the whole point of the sober is dope community is you building a network you follow me you follow my friends we follow each other you in this community you can comment then it gets into bigger groups you go into aa you build accountability partners you have other friends that's in recovery you talk to your family and friends you figure out who that you could trust in that network and you make them accountability partners now you have a vibrant community that's vested in seeing you win you're not doing it by yourself three attend therapy therapy can be an important tool in recovery for addressing underlying mental health issues and learning new coping skills i always say this sober is dope supports therapy psychiatry and going to seek treatment go get treatment therapy you got cognitive behavioral th- therapy commitment acceptance therapy um you have um all types of therapy you know just go to therapy man all right number four stay active engage in activities that bring you joy and a sense of accomplishment whether it's pursuing a new hobby or volunteering in your community stay active I'm going to tell you something. Staying active, volunteering in your community, it goes a long way. You know, um, it's really a lot. Uh, I always saw, I remember when I would go into the AA meetings, and I know people who say respect the, uh, um, the, the, the recovery, but when I, this is what I'm going to say about that. When I used to go into the AA meetings, I would see, you know, somebody serving the coffee and the thing, somebody by the book station, somebody's handing out books, somebody's putting up the chairs. Just volunteering and being of service goes a long way in your met with your mental health, your self, your sense of identity and purpose, and it creates a new community. But it's also so healing. That's why, as a Christian, I always say Christ was like the ultimate servant. He served the Father. He served his people. He went around. He preached. He talked. That's fulfilling. I think, like in the end, it's not about how much money you have and how much you are worth and what you're thinking or doing. It's about who you helped in your service and what did you give back as a human. Try it. it may, you'll be, you know, volunteer at your local super.
Soup Kitchen. You start a podcast. I think a podcast is one of the greatest forms of service because you got to get up every day and you got to figure out how you're going to connect with people. You got to spend time. This is me. It's Friday night, well, Saturday morning now, 1 a.m., and I'm doing this podcast. Why? Because I wanted, I thought I was sitting here about to watch TV and I said, and I'm chilling. This is my, this is me just chilling. This is my week. I had a tough week. It was emotionally draining. I've been through a lot. I already did a podcast this week, but I was sitting here and I was like, you know what, man? I feel like my people is going to need something to land on this week. And I just felt it. It was something like God was like, you'll do a podcast, man. They get, they going, some, they going to need to get through this weekend. Someone's going to need this message. That's service. So think about engaging in activities that bring you joy and a sense of accomplishment you know whether it's a new hobby or volunteering in your community find something a new hobby creativity tames the beast find something that you love to do get in learn how to archer learn how to paint learn how to draw learn how to learn a different language you know go back to school get a phd do something right five eat a healthy diet so we're talking about Ways to improve mental health and addiction recovery. Tip number five, eat a healthy diet. Eating a well-balanced diet can help improve your mood and energy levels, which can in turn positively impact your mental health, right? Six, practice mindfulness. Incorporate mindfulness techniques into your daily routine, such as breathing or yoga to help you stay present and manage stress. Now, I have these kind of like sober, dope bullet points. One of them was to write a book. I said this three years ago and we wrote the book. Um, the other thing was to learn yoga and to learn a new language. So I haven't done the language thing, but I think my next step on my personal journey is to buckle down and get a real yoga coach. And I really want to take my spiritual and physical um spiritual health to the next level with um deep breathing yoga and really getting serious about that to help me stay present and manage stress so look practice mindfulness incorporate mindfulness techniques one of the tips for mindfulness so if you say pop how do i do it go for long walks go for a walk you don't have to be a long walk but be mindful when you walk mindful walking be mindful of your breathing into your nose out through your mouth mindful of your environment notice the trees take a moment notice the colors in the trees the flowers uh, the, the, the the environment the animals the people stand sit at a park and just just focus say i'm gonna sit i'm gonna focus on one or two things i'm not gonna let my mind scatter right read a book and be mindful i'm not gonna let my thoughts wander from one place to another i'm gonna read this chapter and i'm gonna stay dialed in it's training your mind to stay focused on one thing and that helps you not get into rumination station and overthinking and getting into an anxious state of thought right that's why mindfulness is important and one of the hacks is walking and stuff like that seven avoid negative influences this is for your mental health 10 ways to improve mental health and addiction recovery tip number seven avoid negative influences stay away from people places and things that may trigger cravings or negative emotions you know hurt people hurt people haters haters just stay away from negative people man stay away from negative influences people who's full of crap and people who's just the same old not saying we can't pray for them have mercy for them but look if they're not ready and they just dragging i always say watch the person in your team that's always negative when you speak to them i had a very impassioned talk with one of my closest comrades one of my generals right you know it's not i got a lot of generals in my camp and one of my guys i was like listen bro I know you love me and you care about how we doing everything and our music and everything and what we got going on, bro. But 
I want us to focus in 2023 on less fear and just more positivity. Because I know most of the time people come at you with negativity because they love you and they're trying to point out what could go wrong. But we got to send the attraction, our attraction point through that law of attraction and law of allowing and bringing in that energy, that positive energy has to be focused always on what could go right, not what could go wrong, man. So sometimes you have to retrain people who are programmed to think negatively because they may be more pessimistic than optimistic, right? All right, tip number eight, set realistic goals, set achievable goals for yourself and celebrate your progress along the way. Way for me- so mental. All right, so when you set a realistic goal, You can have your long-term goals, your flighty goals, and your dreams, right? But you have to have realistic steps along the way so you don't get depressed about things that you can't obtain. So my thing is like, you know, whatever you have in your life that you're focusing on, that big picture, you have to be able to break it down into micro steps that's manageable, realistic like i realistically could get up tomorrow and send out 10 emails i could realistically start a podcast and do one episode a month i can realistically you see how that works like you set a real intentional goal an intention that is a precursor to the bigger plan the bigger thing but you know these are the baby steps and you just execute but you put yourself in a position to win because you like I am physically capable of doing this I have the will I have the know-how so you don't get overwhelmed and then you don't have that sense of failure which is not good for your mental health while you're in recovery you want to set yourself up for those wins we're wrapping this up that was number eight set, set realistic, realistic goals set achievable goals for yourself and celebrate your progress along the way number nine keep a journal writing down your thoughts and feelings can help you process your emotions and gain insight into to your mental health 10 and this is our last tip celebrate your successes taking time to acknowledge and celebrate your successes big or small as a way to boost your self-confidence and motivation and recovery now you see me do this the other day we hit 40,000 people on instagram that's big for me i know it's still a small page but it was big for me like for us, not for me, for us, because now we have a vibrant community. We have 40,000 people on Instagram, 10,000 people on 13,000 people on TikTok. So and we have a few and some people on Facebook. But the thing is, the the, the Sober is Dope hub is Sober is Dope on Instagram. That's where I'm at all the time. If you want to find pop. You got to be on Instagram. You ain't going to find me on TikTok. You're not going to find me on Twitter. It just I had to say I can't spread myself thin. I say, listen, Instagram is where I'm going to be 24-7. If you inbox me there, if you comment and participate there, you have a high likely chance, a likelihood of con- me con- connecting with you. Like, you know, some of these other places is hard to manage. Again, I don't have a staff yet, but that's one of my realistic goals for 2024 to get a team together you know right now i'm looking for people that could come on board with sober's dope and help me because like you know it's hard managing like over what 60 70 thousand people in one time but i'm blessed you know why because it's proof it's proof positive is a the concept has been proven without a reasonable doubt that we do recover and we do recover well so listen mental health is real in recovery and um, mental health is real in our addictions right a lot of us and i'm speaking to you on every level so y'all give me i'm gonna close out here i know you man i've been there you know you might be home by yourself 
you're saying like, damn, man, recovery is a good thing, but I had to cut off some friends. I can't go to my usual places. I have family members that don't believe in me, so I got to leave them alone. I got people I got to apologize to. I'm bored. Don't know what to do today. House is quiet. Watch all the TV I could watch. I'm here. Sober, yeah. But I don't know what to do. Some days I'm depressed. Some days I'm bored. Some days I'm sad. I don't know why. That's what we're here for. These are normal reactions in recovery, normal realities. And implementing some of these 10 tips that I just gave you can help you. There's always a strategy to get out of a dark spot in recovery. You just have to really stay dialed in to, to Sober is Dope. I'm going to try to always give you tools. Like in the book, in the, on the podcast, it must be over, I would say, a good 500 tools, man. I can't go through them all. But I know over the years, I kept thinking deeply about different jams you're going to get yourself into. And I kept saying, I got to do an episode about that. Like today, I think it's one of the... the I haven't done a fear of missing out episode in almost two years so this is like the updated version of like why you should never fall victim to fear of missing out and you know i wanted to qualify that with some tips on how to navigate mental health issues while you're in addiction recovery right because fear of missing out and all of that goes into that pathology it goes into that rumination thought tunnel and that rabbit hole of like you know i'm off to the races with depression and like despair and 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 hopelessness and i don't know and i'm doubting myself and another thing don't doubt yourself don't don't say it with me i'm no longer going to doubt myself i'm no longer going to doubt myself all right so before we wrap we're going to do a random open the sober's dope book to any page and read what's there that's the promise that this book is a book that you will keep with you 365 days a year for the rest of your life because it's always going to be something in here that's going to spark curiosity and give you a reflection point of positivity all right daily affirmations for attracting success and recovery i am proud of what i have achieved in my life i am honored to be me page 111 look at that isn't that crazy every page we open in this book there's something that you can learn or read or reflect on I am in control of my sacred destiny. Destiny. I have the potential power and ability to create all the success, prosperity, and abundance that I desire in my life. You are in control of your sacred destiny. Three, my mind is free of resistance. My heart is open to all the new and exciting possibilities before me. Four, I deserve to be successful and worthy of receiving all the good that life has to offer me. Five, I am thankful for all the abilities, talents, and skills that contribute to my daily success. I love sharing my talents and expertise with the world. Six, God fills the universe with unlimited possibilities and opportunities for me. There are no shortages on my options and my blessings. Seven, and I'm going to stop here. Page 111. Daily affirmations for attracting success and recovery. I am open-minded and eager when it comes to fully exploring new avenues for success in my life. This is just a random page I opened up. This is why I said the podcast and the book are 
tools on your journey. There's mad other tools. There's Alcoholic Anonymous, Smart Recovery, Tempest. Um, you got other podcasts like um, my girl Courtney Aniston, Anderson, Sober Vibes. You got, you know, Recover Yourself with Martin John Garcia. Those are also tools. The thing about this community is it's a powerful community. It's just not pop. You can and sober is dope. It's everything that comes with it. I have like 30 to 50 or 100 friends that have podcasts, people that's doing big things like sober motivation and all of this. And I don't compete. It's not about me like not shouting people out. I love everyone. Shout out to my friend Drew Hicks. Um, He's doing his thing. Shout out to everyone in the recovery spaces. But the point is, these are all tools. And. And the more you understand this, one day I feel like through osmosis, you're going to have Pop's little sober brain somewhere in your brain. And you're going to be like, you know what? I know how to deal with this. I know how to deal with that. And I'm ready for that. And I got 14 tips to deal with this. And I could shake the devil here. And I have prayers for this. And I have knowledge to do this. And I know how to get around that. Right. That's sober is dope. That's what I want, because every day I'm figuring out how to get around something because I want to be successful in this. Y'all. All right. So listen, you're listening to the sober is dope podcast. And before we go, we always do one tip from Pop Buchanan Top 100 tools for healing and recovery. So let's do it. So we're going to do this tip and I'm going to go go get the Sober's Dope book. If you haven't, if you don't have it, buy it for a family member. I'm telling you, man, come support. This is the, I want us all to have this. If you're listening to this episode, get if you can't afford it for some reason, hit me up on Instagram and we'll work something out. I'll send you a digital copy if you really can't afford it. Just, you know, this is because because some of the proceeds go back to some go back to charity and do, working on book number two and the podcast. So this is just not me trying to get rich i'm not trying to get rich off of these books or anything i really want to continue i got like the next book is going to be extremely beautiful i didn't announce it yet but it's going to be a follow-up to this all right so let's go pop buchanan's top 100 tools for healing and recovery give yourself permission to start over that's it page 50 page 49 tip 53 tool 53 give yourself permission to start over You know what I'm saying? When you're starting in recovery, give yourself full permission to start over. Allow yourself. This is part of the law of allowing. Sometimes you ever heard of the law of attracting? We are what we think. We vibrate and we we attract what we focus on the most. But you have to set your intention for what you want, not what you don't want. But you have to be willing to allow yourself to receive those blessings and allow yourself to change and allow yourself to let your recovery work. Let's stop limiting ourselves and holding ourselves up through the thought process and the fear process. Give yourself permission to start over. You're listening to the Sober's Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Thank you for being here. This episode is jam-packed with a lot of tools you can use on your journey. Remember, conquer the fear of missing out. You're not missing out on anything, right? Besides being a zombie at the end of the club night, not knowing where you're going or where you're coming from, which I was there and I'm that person and I'm recovered from being that person. So I'm no judgment on those people clubbing, no judgment on those who still drink. 
thing. Showbiz dope. Love the people that's a um, as an addiction. This at this podcast is for you. So I'm never gonna get sober and clown, but I have to call it out for what it is. We don't that we wasn't designed by God to be to suffer an addiction and to be and put ourselves in these dangerous situations. I still think about that girl that I seen outside that club, and I pray to God every day, like God, never put her in that situation again, especially with all this sex trafficking. Like she came up to me and straight up hugged me, couldn't even walk. I could have literally just been like, Nah, she's with me through in a truck, and that's it. Not saying I do that, but imagine anyone could have. I think I I had to be there that day for that reason. So the reason why sometimes I come down hard with these realities is because I love you guys. And right now you're doing well because you're in recovery. But anything could have at tomorrow I could be back on the other side of the coin recovery is not a hundred percent promise to anyone we have to put in the work every day for the rest of our lives so sometime when I could paint the picture of the reality of the ugliness of addiction it gives us that contrast that we need to make better decisions in our recovery so it's all love no hate no malice I catch you guys on the other side please go on Amazon if you purchase a book from Amazon and please leave Leave us a review. We really need it. I'm kind of hurt. We only got two reviews, man. I know we sold over 500 books, so I know you guys are out there. You can leave... um you can leave comments on Amazon if you did purchase the book outside of Amazon. It just won't say verify purchase. So you could say you could post a picture with the book so they know it's real. And then you could try to leave a comment. But please leave comments for Sober's Dope Book because we want to rank. And if it added value to you, when you add comments, they suggest it to other people in recovery. And maybe it can help someone else. Also, take a moment. Go over to Apple and leave your boy a review on Apple. I know most of you are leaving reviews on thesoberisdope.com. I would prefer it to be on Apple because that goes into the big algorithm and it helps the podcast. All right. Other than that, I got nothing else for you. Just stay sober, stay blessed, stay beautiful, trust yourself, rescue yourself. It's never too late to be amazing. Love God. The devil's a liar. And we're out. Peace and love.